Welcome to the Free Birth Society podcast. This is a radical space for women who are ready to celebrate their autonomous choices in birth, motherhood, and beyond. Together, we'll learn about wild birth through personal narrative, we'll explore the politics of birth, and we'll analyze everything that relates to our lives as women from a feminist perspective. Here's your host, Emily Saldea. It's been a wild freedom Like most of my listeners, you are devouring these episodes, fascinated by the women's stories, and wondering if you could do this too. Do you wish that you had a step by step strategy for how to actually plan and manifest your free birth? Our complete guide to free birth is the number one course for free birth, and we made it for women just like you. It's a self guided online intensive course that will teach you everything we think you need to know about how to birth freely and in your power. We'll take you all the way from unpacking industrial care to what DIY prenatal care looks like, how to pick and prep your support team, what to expect, look out for, and how to shift when more support could be needed. Yes, we'll cover the what-ifs, how to prevent complications, and how to orient your entire life towards a powerful birth. So head on over to freebirthsocietycourses.com now and take the first step towards the birth of your dreams. Tati had been attending women as a doula, first in her homeland of Brazil and then in Germany. When she herself got pregnant, she could no longer stand to witness the abuse in the medical system and spent her pregnancy and birth unwinding from the traumas she had seen. She chose free birth, held by her friends and partner. Tati's birth of her daughter was a medicine ceremony, complete with reverence, prayer, and song, all ending in the integration of a beautiful mother and woman. Welcome, my friend. Yeah, thank you. I'm super yeah. happy to be here. Yeah, I'm happy to have you here too. And you know, I knew when when I was working with you, and when you sent me your beautiful birth story and the video, I was like, oh, I cannot wait to have her on season six and just share you, you know, with everyone who listens to this and your adorable husband and. I just love your story so much. And I loved your, your grace that you carried into your first birth. It's just so inspiring. So Mm. I'm really happy to have you here to, yeah, inspire all of us. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. I'm very excited. I, yeah, I can't wait to tell my story. And when I was listening to all the stories in the podcast, I was like, a lot of women imagining that one day I could be here. So it's that's so cute. I know it's the best. 
So take us to wherever you want to start. Yeah, it was my first birth. Uh, my fir- It is my first baby, my first daughter. But I always wanted to be a mom. And actually, I think that I, I became a doula because of this wish of being a mother, but I couldn't somehow. Uh, back in Brazil, I'm Brazilian, I live in Germany right now. And back in Brazil, I never could imagine having a baby in in a relationship that I that I didn't trust that I don't know that my partner would be really with me together and I never felt like it was the moment so the doula calling was kind of something like my my womb calling me to to be a mother and I couldn't handle it so I was <laughs> diving to births and yeah, but actually after that was back in 2015 and when I when I started work, working as a doula my grandmother and my mother finally told me they never told me before that my great grandmother was a partera a midwife. Mm, that's cool. Yeah. That was really like, wow. And I didn't meet my my great-grandmother. So that was super special for me. Yeah. And also, I think there is something about uh, the birth story of my brother, my youngest brother from another marriage of my mother. He has a brain palsy. Um, It was caused by error, medical error. Oh, my God. Um, Yeah. Super medicalized birth, C-session, like planned C-session. The, my mother started the labor. Her body asked for the labor and started with eight months of pregnancy. And they decided somehow without making exams, like with the amniotic fluid, for example, that they should, that the, my, my little brother should wait so they gave medications for the birth stop, but he was already like suffering and he needed to come. So that's what happened. And I think, and when he was born, I was 12. I think everything together was inside of me bubbling somehow until I got into this point of choosing a free birth, of working as a uh, with birth, with birth education and then finally like choose this path how many births had you attended Mm -hmm. before yours oh 25 Mm -hmm. and were they mostly in brazil or or germany or both most in germany i was doula before but i was i'm a psychologist i was working mainly as a psychologist in in brazil and then in germany I was working mainly as a doula. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, that's a big deal, right? That you get to see what it's like if Mm -hmm. you didn't choose free birth. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. So this part also, I was telling like a lot of stories before, like before I even uh, became a doula, but after afterwards here in Germany, mainly I accompany so many women in their birth and traumas also. That was super hard for me. Even in my pregnancy, I, 
I didn't plan well like if I could do something different I would do that because I'm uh in my pre pregnancy I just thought that I could work until six months <laughs> I could work I don't know like um seven months of pregnancy and as a doula my agenda was full I don't know like many months before so yeah so I plan I didn't plan ahead that I really wanted this rest period for me and I didn't plan ahead that maybe I would leave again birth traumas because all the births that I chose to work were, were home births. But they were home births with people from the system. And that was extremely hard for me. I, yeah, in the beginning of the pregnancy, I, I lived a, a really horrible experience. And then I was like, okay, I cannot do that. Because mm. my body was, I couldn't leave birth traumas being pregnant that was so hard for me and then um this year was uh the last year of this really strict covid time and to be honest i i was thankful because i couldn't go accompany people oh right yeah so i really was like I was only accompanying them uh, afterwards and and they were telling me their story and still was hard for me to of hear. Course. Of course. It should be. Hard. Yeah. Yes, of course. It should be hard for everyone to hear. Completely. And I really, I spent my whole pregnancy trying to get rid of all the images of birth that weren't mine. <laughs> <laughs> That was the hardest part of my mm -hmm. pregnancy. I'm sure about it. Were you able to separate, you know, because of your choices to not engage in the system, even though you saw horrific stuff, you mm -hmm. also know that it was because of the system they chose, right? Yeah. Like at this point in my pregnancy, I was already sure, even in when I was planning the conception, I was already sure that I wanted uh, a free birth. Why do you think that is? Yeah, of course, because I, I have passed through a lot of bad stuff in the system and I knew it. That, But before I was thinking, oh, maybe I can find some midwife, a, a midwife here in Germany that I already, that I don't know yet, mm -hmm. that I can fully trust but I don't know, ah, I was feeling a bit uncomfortable. But then I heard a story of a woman, <laughs> an amazing doula, birth worker and friend. The first time I heard she telling her story that she was alone with her partner and she gave birth just like that. Hmm. I was, I, I, I had goosebumps. I was so like, oh my God, I, I felt something inside of me. But I was still like thinking, my God, she's so brave. I don't know if I could do that. And, and so, and then I went to the forest. I went to the Amazon forest. I have um, Yawanawa friends. They're indigenous uh, people. And I went to the forest to work. My mother, uh, my, my relationship with my mother before get pregnant. I thought that would be like a, 
a great path. And so I, I stayed there for a while with my partner and we did several ceremonies with ayahuasca and, um, and other medicines from, from them. And I really worked <laughs> a lot there. And another goal that I have somehow inside of me uh, in this journey was to talk with midwives there, like native midwives, and to hear their stories, to hear women's stories. And they opened a women's circle for me when I arrived. And I, I told them that I was a birth worker. And it was so beautiful. Like, it, it wasn't like a, a circle of women for me. It was just like, let's, let's exchange knowledge and let's exchange just like that. So I heard a lot of stories. Mm -hmm. I heard myths um, about C-section when appeared super interesting. And I heard about how they, not everybody, of course, a lot of people went to the system with like with a canoe for hours to go to a hospital and had like not so good experiences also and some bad experience, of course. And some of them were just giving birth there, of course. It was easier and was just ancestral the way, you know, they, they did. And they told me that usually women go to the manioc field when they are in labor. And they labor that working in the field, like with a, I, where, I don't know the name of like A machete. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> working until they feel like, okay, I cannot work anymore. So I just call somebody to, to grab some cloths because the baby's coming. <laughs> And, <laughs> and when it's hard, they have medicines for that, like, and I was very impressed by that. I learned much more than I had to, you know. Of course. <laughs> I wonder what medicines they give when it's hard. Yeah, they, you they know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I don't know, like, they didn't tell me. <laughs> Okay, so you go there, you're healing. I really felt that my relationship with my mother shifted. I I also talked with her. I had a wonderful time with her after this, this experience in the forest. Yeah, it was beautiful. And then when I came back, I came back like with a really peaceful sure that I wanted a free birth. Was really, really in peace. I, I didn't have any fear about that anymore it was easy so yeah after that after I came and I was like okay free birth and and then I found the free birth society and I also bought the the, the guide to free birth yeah. the course mm -hmm. and after that like just popped women asking me to accompany their free birth without me saying anything just like universe works I don't know how those things work but I opened I feel that I opened a door and people just synchronize with mm -hmm. my my yes my full body yes somehow and then I accompany a, a free birth of a friend um, but I I wasn't there <laughs> uh, because I couldn't arrive in the time of the birth it was super quick I was there only to welcome the placenta and that was so right, was just perfect the way it was. And it, I was stronger and stronger with my 
feelings. Mm -hmm. So in the conception and pregnancy, I was completely into that. Yeah. So as you get pregnant, you're attending birth outside the system and inside the system. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy to straddle it like that. Totally. Uh, totally. <laughs> and then, yeah, it became like harder and harder of to accompany births in the system, harder and harder. Yeah. Uh, I was feeling that I was just being like this person that puts warm cloths. I don't know in English this, if this expression exists, warm cloths in trauma, birth traumas. I was just like, uh, I, yeah. I, I was hating. Yeah, I mean, that is what you're doing right that's true yeah yeah I've been there mm -hmm. okay so then when do you shed that you said up until six months pregnant you're going to births in the system mm -hmm. and then are you having a wild pregnancy I'm assuming and tell mm -hmm. us about your pregnancy into getting up to your birth yeah so I was checking myself what I really wanted to do during the pregnancy and what I really didn't want to do. This journey was beautiful because I was really connecting, connecting with my body in a way that I never did. Um, I have been trying to connect with my feminine, with my menstrual cycle and everything. But in the pregnancy was amazing because every time that I feared something, for example, um, that came the wish, like I, my fear, I, I will share, but like my, my biggest fear was to have a baby without a brain sure it was popping in my my mm -hmm. mind and every time that a fear came I was checking in my body like constantly how can I feel if I if everything is all right how can I can I receive this information to alleviate this this anxiety in my head and trying like and and also making a lot of agreements with my body if something is wrong please tell me and also like uh telling like talking with myself if something is wrong if that biggest fear happens what i want to do and all the time my answer was i would stay at home i don't want to engage in the system i don't want to engage in the system so I was really trying to have this wild pregnancy. At the very end, I, I thought that if I do one ultrasound without, you know, asking, and I, 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 at the very end, I did one ultrasound. You did? I did. Tell, I us, did. About, tell us about that. <laughs> what happened? Why? What's this fear? It was just this fear. Like, it was, like, it was... I, I was trapped in my anxiety with that. Wow. And I was trying. Was it specifically about the baby not having a brain? Yeah. Okay. You know, and and <laughs> and I was trying to get away with that. And I also asked like guidance for that for some people. I talked with Alana uh from birthing with the with God um because she was uh doing these reels with uh, about free birth and it was really famous and I was like oh my god maybe I can talk with somebody uh, before I think that I could uh, talk with you even I can talk with somebody that just to clear my mind and I talked with people like a lot of people and 
at the very end, I was like, okay, if that will make me feel better at the end, I will do this fucking <laughs> ultrasound. So I wrote a letter for the doctor. <laughs> I went to a very kind of uh, alternative doctor, doctor just doctor and then I wrote a letter that I really didn't want to know anything any kind of gray zone thing you know like um maybe there's something in the heart you should wait three weeks and then we can check again anything like that I just want to see if everything is okay in the head like organs is not outside or things like that that was keeping like passing in my mind and I did that and so it was a quick ultrasound. I was talking with my baby all the time and she was, she really did what I asked. I was very lucky with that and was like, yeah, maybe it's there. Like the organs is there and it's okay. And then I also was talking with myself. Like, I know that anxiety is just something that will come in another way. It's not just going to do an ultrasound that will solve the problem. So if I go, <laughs> I would it's it's a agreement with me. So it's done. It's one ultrasound, and then I don't want to engage anymore. And actually, I could do that. So I I did this one ultrasound, and I wasn't feeling trapped anymore. I, of course, I felt fear in many moments. Mm -hmm. in my in my pregnancy but I was able to connect with my body and do some other inside work writing or connecting and I did had a blood test but then I was just like a blood test for what I was in the beginning feeling like do I really know if I have all my my vitamins and iron? My mother had always like uh, anemia in pregnancy, so anemia. That was anemia, yeah. Huh. So that was also in my in my head. Hmm. When I checked that everything was fine, I was okay. Also, mm -hmm. okay. So you don't have a wild pregnancy. You're mm -hmm. figuring out, like picking and choosing what what's helping you feel the most confident and I think that's an important point you know because there's no like goal with any of this stuff right there's no hierarchy you know there's only what you choose yeah. that's it there isn't anything else and every choice for each woman is an individual highly individual assessment and calculation of what that woman is up for mm -hmm. right and for sure. I just think it's important to presence that because it's not about like oh you this woman over here had a wild pregnancy and a free birth and so her birth was more whatever you know like yeah. I don't know if you know my birth story with my first kid yeah. you know but I just like made up a story that my cervix was swollen and went into the hospital, you know, for a half hour. And I was just thinking about that when you were sharing the ultrasound story, because it's the same thing, you know, of like yes. finding our edge and we're moving the needle so much with what we're doing. I mean, you as a Brazilian woman living in a different country, 
not just having a C-section, right? Like in the cultural mm-hmm. forms mm-hmm. of your origins. Mm-hmm. It's just so, it's such, it's all just such a big deal. And it's really, I think some women get kind of caught up in this weird performative, like there's some cool way to do this stuff. And it's like, there's only your life. There's only your choices and no one else can even begin to understand the calculations that, that each individual woman is making. Right. And it's not about good or bad. It's really not any of that stuff. And so, yeah, I appreciate you sharing that. It's not like, there's not like a purist, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I mean, there's <laughs> risk, you know, there's risk, right? Like you got, you got lucky, like you said, with how cool that you randomly knew a, like an alternative kind of doctor, but you know, someone else could go in for an ultrasound and boom, like they're getting messed with and CPS or social work, social services is being called on them. And, you know, I think we all know in this community that it's risky, right? That's exactly, that was actually my biggest fear. It wasn't like the, 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 the baby what was happening in the brain of the baby because I knew that was anxiety my really my biggest fear (laughs) was to engage in the system and never being able to get out Mm -hmm. because because I have seen that I have seen a lot of women that are really in their power and they are like no I, I really will be able to say no and at the moment they were like just complying and and and, you know so I knew that I could be influenced Mm -hmm. if if a doctor say to me "Mm, there is something that we don't know about the heart like I have seen many women Mm -hmm. pass by that at the very end was nothing you Mm -hmm. know but they have to pass like through I don't know four uh, extra ultrasounds Mm -hmm. you know but I, I really didn't want to be trapped by that or be influenced So did you, I know for me, after I had my experience going to the hospital, thankfully coming home, having my birth, and then processing my choice to go into the system for that 30 minutes and the risks that I took doing that, I I know for me, I emerged from that being like, wow, I didn't need to go, but that was a piece of my own socialization, my own fear, you know, fear, being led by fear and kind of that knee jerk, I'm trying to think of the right words, like that knee jerk response of socialization to go somewhere that felt like they had answers beyond what I had. But I also know that I didn't need to go. I wasn't given anything. You know, for me, for my story, I was in transition. If, Mm -hmm. if someone had just kept me home, (laughs) I would have had a baby. And I did obviously have a baby, thankfully still at home. But anyway, I just wonder, like, did you have a similar like in retrospect, are you like, oh, wow, I was just afraid. And that's, you know, I'm doing so much unprogramming. And that was still a piece that you didn't know you needed to unpack. Mm-hmm. Even though it it temporarily helped you, it temporarily gave you the thing you needed. 
just like for me, I just needed someone to say my cervix was okay. Mm -hmm. But, you know, also owning that it was totally fear and my own um, socialization to like trust and outsource. Mm -hmm. Did you have a similar unpacking of that? Maybe, maybe I can process together, like, because I just thought, of, yeah, right. Sure. Because I, I, just, I just, I just thought something uh, that have crossed my mind before when I heard about your birth story, that I always think that you had some ability or courage or braveness at the moment also to face the, the, you had some skills to face the system at this point because probably you knew that you could people wouldn't obligate you to do nothing of course like you just go like no 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 i'm going home something like we never know but the thing is that i to be honest i i feel shy i feel also that i feel often uh very little here as a migrant mm. i i I usually, when there is some some representant of patriarchy, like in front of me and doing something racist, for example, I feel like diminished. I I feel Mm -hmm. like little. And afterwards, I can feel, I can do something. I, I feel rage. But at the moment, I feel that usually I freeze more Mm -hmm. that's what my my nervous system usually does so i was i was so afraid like i i would never i i knew that i couldn't be in the system i have seen that uh with other women so i i knew that even a midwife could i don't know i i could outsource my my power somehow I don't know how it is she but uh, with you but I just thought that there is some kind of of belief uh that if I go there I will go out mm-hmm. <laughs> I just need that uh, was interesting to face the system mm-hmm. in a way that usually I'm I'm not able so that's why writing a letter and being there and saying mm-hmm. like I won't accept anything else just what I want was some kind of act of sovereignty for me and I think, I don't know, I, I would never say never, but uh, I think I wouldn't need, again, um, an ultrasound for the next pregnancy if I, I think I want so uh, a pregnancy again. I think I wouldn't do that, but it depends on how I will be feeling. But I, yeah, during the whole journey, I just discovered that it's sitting in the unknowing for right. sure like even during birth (laughs) yeah for sure very end of my pregnancy and with 40 weeks and I decided I was planning ahead to make a ceremony with I was thinking about making a ceremony at home with my partner with ayahuasca because we had done that with six months and beautiful native people were in my home in 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 um in germany and uh this shaman gave me a little bit of of ayahuasca so it was in my fridge waiting for me that maybe i could 
do something. <laughs> so when I got, when we got it, and, and I was feeling anxious because my mother would come and I tried to make my mother to come like more to one month after my, my expected date. And, but I was afraid that my mother could come before the baby, if my pregnancy goes until 44 weeks, for example, like I have seen, and I was completely like, I will wait, I will just wait, doesn't right. matter until when. And at with 40 weeks, I was feeling anxious, I was feeling like, I really want this baby. And my mother was super sweet with me. She was like, I know that I'm not in your birth plan. <laughs> and if if it happens, uh, I didn't tell anybody like the due date. And so my mother was, if it happens, I will just sleep in Airbnb. And yeah. It's okay. But still, I was feeling a bit anxious about that and end of pregnancy. So I was like, okay, I want to make a release anxiety ceremony to be like, you know, <laughs> I wanted that. We opened this, this ayahuasca pot and there was fungus inside. And I was also already like having this intuition that I didn't want to do it. So I was like, mm, no, it's a no. And Christian, my partner was like, Maybe the grandmother is welcoming the children energy because we call ayahuasca the grandmother and Maria Sabina um, Shaman calls the mushroom a children energy, <laughs> <laughs> like the energy of the children. So we did this ceremony with, with mushrooms. And so I took like one and a half gram and um, my partner a bit more and we had like a very, very special moment, night. I like the first vision that I had was my my mother, me like laying, laying in the lap of my mother. And then my grandmother appeared and then my great grandmother appeared. And I saw myself laying down, laying in, in their laps, like big laps and... I felt as a blessing completely. Mm. I felt they, they were blessing me. It was beautiful. I cried. And another vision that I that I that was really special for me was I saw my baby as a woman. I saw a, a woman and I knew that was my baby, full of flowers <laughs> around around her. And I was like, wow, okay, so it's really, it's really a girl. <laughs> and I decided that I would call her Floor. It's a flower. Uh, so Isla Floor. And I, I wrote, and I had another vision that I don't know, like, um, <laughs> that Mother Earth was passing through me. And I, I, I felt that I was, I was safe mm -hmm. to give birth. I, I, I felt that. Hmm. And then I wrote a letter to my baby saying that we were ready when my baby was ready to. Ah, it's a beautiful letter. I won't remember all the words here. And then, okay, so then four hours later, it was almost, no, almost like 5 a.m. We ended 
and we were talking about our visions. My partner also had some interesting uh, visions for his journey as a parent, a new parent it was beautiful. We talked. And when, when I went to the bathroom, I passed the paper after peeing and blood, a little bit of blood. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, maybe, <laughs> maybe it will start. So I was very excited. And then I, I said to Christian, so let's make love because I don't know when we'll be the, the next time. So we did that. And, and then he was like, okay, so let's rest. We, we, if we knew that it would start, we would never be journeying like the whole night. I would be resting or something. And I was, yeah. But I couldn't. My birth just started really quick. Wow. Yeah, like pa pa pa, one surge after another. I just went to the bathroom, and I asked him to to set up the pool, and he was like, "No, no, let's rest first. It's too early." And <laughs> we were all the time thinking he was with three days birth in his head. Totally. After talking with you also. <laughs> Good. Um, yeah but I was I just I screamed in the bathroom like it's intense just how long, so how long was the birth seven hours wow amazing yeah it was quick and then <laughs> <laughs> and then I was in the bathroom and he said to me that when he who went to the bathroom this the pool was set up I was laying down with my belly inside of the of the bathtub, uh, and the 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 water was almost flowing, flo floating, overflowing, flowing. Yeah, mm -hmm. I was just like, beautiful. <laughs> and so, at what point you have some of your dear friends come over, right? Mm, yeah, I ah, so yeah, I had two dear friends. Kamalo was one of them. Um, oh, that's cool. The yeah. original inspiration. Exactly. Yeah. Jem uh, also, uh, they are both doulas um, and also friends um, that I love so much. And before my birth, I had a dinner with them at, in my place. I cooked an amazing meal and I talked to them like, I'm not calling you as an expert. So please, if at some point I feel insecure and I ask, I outsource my power, please mirror that to me and give me back. That was the only thing that I talked to them to agree. And I also said, there will be a camera there, but don't feel like that you need to do that. Just, I just want you as community that I love present. Yeah. So then I was, I was laboring and I was feeling the surges like coming and, and having like three seconds of being a bit like existential concentration. <laughs> and then I could rest in the pauses and it was amazing rest. I was like really feeling so great during the pauses. And at some point I felt I put my fingers in my in my vagina and I felt the the uh the water um bag and and I was like whoa that's interesting a little bit alienistic I don't know it was it was it was a different feeling 
and and I made a little bit of force. I don't know why I felt like that. I did like, mm -hmm. and then plop, in inside yeah. of the bathtub. I was loving to be in the bathtub all the time. I was almost all the time there. And, and then after that, after my water bro broke, I started to feel different surges, like pulling more down. So I was like, okay, so now it's like that. And at this point, I, I stopped feeling uh, pain, which mm. is very interesting. Like I, I was just feeling this bearing down but without pain but it was the hardest part of my birth <laughs> it's completely crazy from the seven hours it was two hours of of this phase of pushings and I wasn't I wasn't trying to push but I was every time that I was feeling that I was bearing down I felt also some kind of spasm like feeling that I was contracting my my birth canal my vaginal canal and and that was making me feel so frustrated mm -hmm. I was I was I started to be in a spiral of thought like I'm being counterproductive I'm being counterproductive why I'm doing that like try to relax and try to breathe down your baby and some, you know all this stuff that I knew you know this kind of doula stuff that were in my head that I was maybe trying to do in a rational mind and um, at this point my friends arrived I that's when I called them uh, more to the end of the birth so they arrived and it was beautiful like I felt like ah that's my partner was amazing the whole birth I forgot about telling that but was just beautiful to be alone with him and he was bringing me things to drink and also like brought uh, brought me to pee once and I was feeling his presence in an presence in an amazing way and when they arrived Kamalo and Jen I felt a shift of energy I was rationally kind of happy that they were there but not exactly at the same time so I when they arrived I was like hey and then I felt that I kind of entered in a, in a more aware state and I felt pain after mm. like a time without feeling and I remember Jen touched my back and I was like mm, no just don't you know like no 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 <laughs> and I hugged my husband very very strong like I, I like I think part of me was just like no I just I want to stay here only with you but also it was the energy was shifting also because they were so amazing they were just present with closed eyes even like I don't know if they were praying. They, I, I was just feeling their presence in completely respect, and was the only touch that I received was that one that I, I, I said like with my head a little bit of no, and and then they were just there, and then I said very very vulnerable. <laughs> I was just so vulnerable at this point, and I said like I'm having. 
is past my contraction and I don't know why I'm doing that. <laughs> and and Kamalo at some point, no, uh, Jen said, um, Tachi, it's impossible to be relaxed all the time. It's you're doing that perfectly. And I was like, okay yeah <laughs> and then i realized that i was also like being hard with myself with mm -hmm. this theoretic thing about giving birth <laughs> and i was okay and then kamala said i i i said i'm holding something i don't know and kamala said touch it whatever you're holding just release it and i was okay so i want to be alone and i i i said everybody to go mm -hmm. out to another room and then I was alone and and then I was really like what I'm holding what I'm holding I don't know what I'm holding I fuck I don't know fuck I fuck it I am the mother of this baby I will give birth to this baby and that's it <laughs> I'm the only one able to do that and then I really started because before that I was briefing my baby down briefing my baby down. it's like performing almost yes. you know to ourselves yes yeah, yeah. Exactly. and then I really started to be like Rah! <laughs> and doing crazy things and I started to be able to push the baby without doing mm -hmm. this kind of contraction and then I I put my fingers there and I felt the baby uh the head of the baby and I was like wow uh, it's coming um and then I called first my partner and my partner was there birthing with me for a while and then I I also invited uh Jen and Kamalo again to come and afterwards I heard I, like they told me that they were there together um Jen and Kamalo were treating with the hands my partner and they were having beautiful moments together and when they arrived again there was a moment that Kamalo was holding hands of with Jen and he's also felt like holding their hands so they were hold hands and I with closed eyes just grabbed the hands of my partner and we were like together with this beautiful image of flowing energy but I just I didn't see that you know and you're <laughs> in the birth tub right yeah yeah I was I was um in the in the pool in the birth mm -hmm. pool yeah, at some point I was feeling that was too long uh, for the baby to come I don't know like <laughs> like every woman <laughs> yeah I was I was tired but still <laughs> and then I I look at, at them and I said I need guidance <laughs> and then they mirrored back to me like I asked but then I was like yeah I don't know it's taking too long and they were like it's taking the perfect amount of time and Kamalu said Tachi maybe if you want you can move a little bit because I was really still in in the same position you can do a lunge for one side or another and she was speaking very slowly I was liking that and then I did that and I felt like the head of the baby 
crowning yeah it's crowning and and i was like Whoa! and and i i i i in the birth video i see my screams and i know everything that happened like totally like, totally like the the head the forehead of the, of the baby was there and i was oh, it's hard because i was feeling the the stretch mm -hmm. of my <laughs> of my perineum and then after the stretch poof, the 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 head passed and, and and came to the neck and i was touching my baby's head and at this point i love also this part of my birth such a vulnerable moment again i i was touching the baby's head and i look at kamalo Ejem and i said e agora in portuguese and then i had the 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 distance <laughs> of translating because they they don't understand Portuguese and I said and no <laughs> like, and no <laughs> and then and then the baby came mm -hmm. like uh, and I I hold the baby in my arms I was fant I had this fantasy before that when the baby came inside of the water, I would look at the baby for some seconds before bringing the baby to my chest. But I just grabbed the baby and it was in my chest already. She transitioned very well. I saw that was really Isla Floor, baby girl. I was very, very happy everybody was in a profound silence at this moment until I look at them and I gave a big smile <laughs> um, and then I heard you did that <laughs> and I was crying and laughing it was beautiful and then after 40 20 I don't know I don't have notion of time that I was in the bathtub with Isla and Christian and I I decided that I wanted to go out. So I went out of the, oh, not the tub, the, the birth pool. Mm -hmm. I went out and then I, I squatched in a, in a bowl that Jen gave to me. And I prayed to my placenta. I said it was beautiful, everything that my placenta did until then, uh, until that moment then that I could release. I loved the sensation of birth in the placenta. It came really, really like as soon as I finished the praying and I did a little bit of <laughs> and then it came like um uh Jem's had like a final wet kiss <laughs> of goodbye of the birth it was beautiful. I really felt like that's such a pleasant moment. Mm. Um and then we did this ceremonial burning card together. We prayed together. We sang. Christ Christian uh, sing a song, and and then I cried, and I was like, just I started to say so many things about how I was how healing it was this birth to me I, I had this really breakdown moment <laughs> after birth uh talking with them and then a midwife came uh that i agreed uh with her to just uh field papers with me because here in germany i would need those papers to have a easier uh experience with uh, the system and receiving also money from the system 
And so I agreed with that. So we told the midwife she came and she was completely respectful. She was also um, supporting a free birth in that sense. So uh, she didn't look at my placenta. She asked if I wanted to do anything to check the baby. I said that I didn't want that. I felt my baby was so healthy. Like I could feel that my baby was so healthy. And I remember the affirmations of Yolanda. I was hearing all the time. Uh, the first sentence was, my baby is healthy and vigorous. And I was feeling that, like my baby was really healthy and vigorous. I was very happy with that. So yeah, she just filled the forms. She waited the baby because I wanted to, to know that. And the baby was three kilos. And yeah, then I took a shower and then went to my postpartum journey journey <laughs> mm. yeah beautiful yeah mm. I love the videos that I've seen mm. of the cord burning and the prayers mm. and songs it's so mm. sweet yeah it was beautiful I was very very happy about it mm. yeah it's pretty pretty epic <laughs> and so how has this changed you who are you now with this integration at your back? Mm. <laughs> Still discovery. I, I feel that I'm much more connected with my essence. I change, like I, I cannot accept doing things that somehow go against what I feel that is my essence right now. So I completely changed my work. I'm... I don't want to accompany anybody in the system for sure, for example. Um, and I am, and I feel that I still like cleaning some people pleaser, pleasing thing that I have. And I always recall to my birth as, as a powerful experience. Um, I just felt that I could enter in this motherhood journey without having to process any kind of trauma of, of outsourcing my power. And I don't know if people, like I, I just, I, I felt that I could leave the postpartum in such a, in, 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 at ease, like in a tranquil way. So I don't know still what's changed in me. I'm I'm discovering but I just feel myself more myself than mm -hmm. ever maybe yeah totally mm. beautiful mm. <laughs> well thank you thank you so much also for inviting me <laughs>